You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. Our um, wonderful city of Greenfield, Massachusetts, has been roiling uh, around police controversy for, well, several years, in particular since 22, in 2022, the uh, jury found that the police department and the chief of police, Robert Haig of Greenfield, had engaged in uh, discriminatory action against a black officer in the department. Uh, the city has appealed that verdict. That verdict is now with uh, pre-trial, uh, pre-judgment interest and post-judgment interest. It's well in excess of a million dollars. Um, and that appeal is still pending, um, as is the frustration of many critics of uh, the police department, the police chief, and the then mayor, Roxanne Wiedergartner's uh, actions uh, with respect to that controversy. Roxanne Wiedergartner stood behind the police chief, said uh, in the wake of the verdict that uh, the chief would be uh, vindicated, exonerated, I think is the word um, that was used. And um, many felt that the chief should have been fired. He was placed on a paid administrative leave, I think, for four or five months. And uh, when he came back, uh, there was great disagreement between many members of the city council and Mayor Wiedergartner. Most recently, the controversy has sort of bubbled up after the election in November, which resulted in a new mayor, Virginia DeSorger. Ginny DeSorger is now mayor of Greenfield. Roxanne Wiedergartner's uh, uh, participation in a memorandum of understanding, which we will refer to as an MOU, that memorandum of understanding uh, was arrived at between the mayor and the police chief and the deputy police chief, Gordon, um, resulting in a 20% increase to his base sal to each of their, well, I think the chief's base salary and 25% hike in the deputy chief's base salary. That memorandum was found recently. That memorandum uh, was uh, arrived at at the end of October, just before the election which a new mayor was elected who didn't have any participation in that. Um, all of this is to say that the city council has to fund that, and the city council begins with a process in the Ways and Means Committee, and the, uh, well, Daily Hampshire Gazette, the Greenfield Recorder, the Shoestring, Mass Live, the editorial position of Mass Live have all been in condemnation of the decision by the then-mayor, Roxanne Wiedergartner, to perhaps, A, renew the contract at all, which was going to expire the agreement at the end of 2023, December 31st at midnight, um, and then to give these increases of the base salary. Um, with us, we're very grateful, is Roxanne Wiedergartner, in order to uh, talk about this and to explain what her thinking was at the time that she entered into this new set of contracts uh, with the chief and the deputy chief of police of Greenfield. Roxanne Wiedergartner, thank you so much for joining us. Certainly. I know that was a long-winded introduction, but I somehow had to sum it up and set the stage for this conversation. So you, sure. I, I guess the first question is, why did you decide, knowing that there was an election around the corner, to extend the contracts by signing new contracts, committing the city to these raises and to these individuals as deputy and chief of the Greenfield Police Department? So 
Deputy Chief and Chief are two of four con uh, department heads who negotiate their contracts. Uh, they're on a calendar year, not a fiscal year, like all the other department heads. Um, all department heads, with the exception of a few, are non-represented. They don't have a union um, that represents them. Um, so any any type of negotiation they do is is always you know directly with the executive office or um, you know in in that particular case. So these are four people that are on a calendar year: the finance director, the fire chief, the police chief, and the deputy chief. So before my tenure ended, which was twelve thirty one. 2023, uh, or depending on how you look at it, actually January 1st at midnight or January 2nd uh, at 1 a.m. Uh, so uh, <laughs> imagine me uh, doing my job right up till the end, supposedly. Uh, so um, Deputy Chief Gordon and Chief Haig wanted to amend their contracts. Um, the other two uh, were satisfied with their contracts as they were the finance director and the fire chief. Um, so there wasn't really a, any major negotiation that went on with um, those other two, uh, but there was in this particular case. So their rationale and their appeal to me was um, they had their contracts had not recognized uh, the education incentive uh, up until they decided at this point in time to to have that happen. Um, and well, they the prior mayor, Mayor Martin, never would acknowledge it. So um, I it was time for me to discuss each of those four people's contracts uh, starting sometime in the fall, um, which we did and. Uh, when they came to me with that, it seemed like a reasonable request. The one uh, particular thing that they wanted was to take advantage of the educational incentive that is offered to um, all police officers under the Quinn bill that is now Mass General Law. And um, so that seemed like a re reasonable recommendation. Um, the other thing was a, a physical fitness um, uh, incentive that didn't seem to be um, all that onerous either for that matter. Those are two things that are in all police officers who are unionized with the exception of the chief and the deputy chief. They each have unions, uh, whether they're at the supervisory level or, or the patrol level. Uh, and they're in their contracts. So they were simply asking for parity with um, their brothers and sisters in their department. But Roxanne Wiedergartner, uh, among the criticisms that are being lodged in uh, about this right now, one of them is if their agreements were about to expire and there were a lot of people in the Greenfield community, including on the council, who questioned whether or not they were the right leadership, for the department, why not, as mayor, uh, about to be engaged in an election to determine whether or not you are going to continue to be the executive in Greenfield, why enter into a contract expanding their right to remain 
as the leadership team before the election? Why not wait till after the election? Well, the contract expires in 1231. Uh, in the fall, I had no plans to not be mayor, um, but I continued to do my job uh, as if I were mayor. Uh, and there was no mayor in that place, in that particular point in time, uh, other than myself to negotiate with. So um, that is why I did it. Uh, it was time to, um, you know, extend their contracts. Uh, it, I don't know what basis people have uh, to say that Deputy Chief Gordon isn't a fit person for the job. He most certainly is. And for that matter, Chief Haig, uh, but for the uh, case that's on appeal, is certainly also fit for his job uh, and has continued to do it. Um, and has continued to rebuild the department after the massive cut that was received uh, to their budget of over $400,000. So there's certainly police officers, young police officers out there that want to come to work for the police department in Greenfield. Because, and they come from other towns where they're already police officers. So Roxanne, because they want to work here. So uh, Roxanne Wiedegarten again, Thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it. I think it takes some courage to, to have this interview. I have a very specific question. How big were the raises? And second, my second question, why didn't you consult with the council before executing the contracts? How much money is involved here? Well, um, the I suppose that, well, there's two ways of looking. There's a couple of different answers to that question. There's... Um, the actual in the financial impact of the incentive for each of their contracts. So if you have a, a bachelor's degree, it is a 20% um, increase that is paid weekly um, and it's part of the uh, employee's base. If you have an associate, if you have a master's degree, so the chief has a bachelor's degree, uh, deputy chief has a master's degree. Uh, the same construct is is true for the master's degree, but the incentive is twenty five percent. So the chief got so a twenty percent raise, I, and the deputy chief got a twenty five percent raise. If you want to call them raises, go ahead. Yes, there's there are incentives that were put to the that. Uh, go to the bottom line. And I believe, oh, uh, one I, I, of them was in the neighborhood of 30,000 and the other one was in the neighborhood of 33,000. I, with some searching here, I could give you the exact number. No, I think that's about um, right. And the, the, the council, uh, the Ways and Means Committee, the council, we'll talk about that in a moment, is, is uh, yeah. talking about whether or not to increase, to find $54,000 to transfer in order to pay for those two uh, That's right. increases of the base. And you did point out in an email to me that in the succeeding years, there would be 0% increase. That is what the base would be raised and that's what they, the increase would be, uh, on a per annum basis. Uh, that would result in the police chief, um, making 171,000 and, uh, the deputy 148,000. I, I, I want to ask you, Roxanne Wiedergartner, about when you say that he led the department with the exception of that verdict, there was also mm -hmm. the controversy of which you were a part, which was 
after the, the council voted to lower the four hundred thousand uh, dollar from four hundred twenty five, I believe, to four hundred thousand um, dollars for a certain portion of the police budget. Um, it wasn't until months and months and months later that it was learned by the council and the rest of the public that that would result in not having the 11 to 7, uh, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift. There would be no coverage in Greenfield, which also led to a lot of controversy and also finger pointing towards the chief. Weren't there a lot of people on the council and otherwise dissatisfied with the chief as a result of that decision? Well, your characterization of it is actually incorrect. Um, when that cut was made in to the FY23 budget, yes, I believe that's right, or maybe it was FY22, um, uh, the, uh, throughout that summer, Deputy Chief Gordon, uh, while the chief was on leave and then chief afterwards, uh, when he came back in the early fall, explained to them the ramifications. The most uh, significant ramif ramification over time, they had so much money, they only had so much money to work with for that fiscal year. Um, they were able to do it without layoffs uh, because of attrition and retirement. So uh, they were able to keep most of the police officers who were young, new police officers, last hired, first fired, uh, on, on uh, the police force so that we had as much police coverage as we could have. But because, I mean, it's complicated, <laughs> believe me, it took up an entire white board on my wall when it was explained to me how the shifts are done. So not every officer who's employed works every shift. And there's vacations, there's IODs, injured on duties, and there's different things that minimize how many police officers are available for shifts. So they were able to cover almost all shifts, even the 11 to 7 um, for a while. Um, and as they began to run out of money, they had to make some significant uh, alterations. The least worst one, because of when uh, police calls come in, was that very late shift. Um, but that's not, not anything they didn't know about. They were told multiple times what the ramifications of the, those budget cuts could okay, be. Okay, well, there's so and, much we could talk about, and we're so uh, glad. But I guess the last question, because we are running out of time, the last question I have for you is, why so close to the election did you do this, and why did it remain a secret until the memorandum was discovered just last week? <laughs> it didn't remain a secret. It was um, done during my tenure, and uh, if it was something that we knew had to be funded by the council, I certainly didn't do it in in um, in, uh, in secret. Uh, However, it was because of the way the council sets their agendas, it wasn't going to come due until the January, uh, until the January meeting. Um, it was too late for the, um, for the November and December meetings. Well, I, well, they, 
I am just, I, I wish we had more time, Roxanne. It's confusing. I am so grateful that you came here. I hope that people um, feel that you had the opportunity to explain uh, that which is on the headlines, and, and uh, that's what we wanted to do is to give you the opportunity to ask the right questions of you so you could answer them in accordance um, with the way you saw it. I am very grateful, and uh, Roxanne Wiedergaard, thank you as always. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, put some facts out there to the political grandstanding of the city council. And, um, and by the way, wishing you a happy new year. Yes, so far so good. Okay. We will be right back. We're, we've got a very special guest coming on to talk on jazz. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.